Thank you for joining us here at Life Church. It's an honor to share God's word with you today. Our prayer is that you will connect with Jesus Christ as you hear his word online. We'd love to have you visit one of our upcoming gatherings. For more information, visit us online at www.liferva.org or contact our church offices and we'll be happy to help you in any way that we can. Let's go now to one of our recent services where you can experience a life-giving message from God's Word. All right, why don't we uh, get ready? Let's pray. Let's ask the Lord to have his way here today. Father, we love you. I want to say thank you today, God, for your presence. We ask you to fill this house with your anointing. Touch us today, oh God, and let the power of God break out in this house. And everybody said in Jesus' name, amen. Are y'all ready to have church? Amen. I'm ready. Are you ready to have church in 2022? Amen. Come on, so am I. It's hard to believe that it is 2022. We're here on the second Sunday of the year. And I just want to tell you that I think this is an exciting time in the kingdom of God. Amen. People are hungry for God and people are hungry for the things of God. Now, over the last two years, we've experienced a lot as a nation and even uh, our entire world. Here in this country, though, we've, come, we've experienced racial awareness that I believe is leading to healing. We've had political unrest. We've had economic upheaval. We've had the disruption of the education uh, for many of our children. And of course, we've all dealt with COVID these last two years. I want to tell you, though, I believe that the body of Christ has also gone through a time of shaking and unrest rest as many things have shaken the church and shaken many believers. It has. Many people have stopped going to church altogether for a variety of reasons that I'm not going to waste my breath talking about today. Amen. But while all this has still been happening around us, I want to share some good news with you. There has also been an awakening and a stirring among many believers and those who are hungry for more of God in their lives. Amen. Many have gotten excited about pursuing God and are hungry for the things of God. I am happy to declare to you that I believe and I sense it and I see it all around us. There is a growing openness to the Lord right now among us. Amen. People people who were overwhelmed by anxiety or fear, they are also hungry for something that is real, something that is tangible in the spirit. Amen. While division and inflation and crime and murder rates are soaring across this country, I'm going to tell you something. The darkness didn't know what it was doing. It has also created an opportunity for the light of the Holy Ghost to shine. Because people want life-changing alternatives. And people want to see and experience life change when they come to church. I tell you, I think there are still many people who want more than three songs and a lecture when they get up and come to church. Amen. I think a lot of people are less interested in perfect music and flawless media than they are in having a demonstration of the Holy Spirit of God in their midst. I think people are more hungry than full. I think people are more spiritually discontent than satisfied. And people want more from God and church than we are giving them credit for. 
We need to make room for the supernatural. Amen. And that's what I'm preaching about here today. We always act like this generation does not want God. But I came to tell you today and remind you that is hogwash. And as a church, we got to quit believing the lies of the devil. This generation wants God. Amen. I just read about a church in Dallas that is full of millennials, age 25 to age 40, and Gen Z, which is age 9 to 24, and they have people lining up outside on Sunday mornings, two hours before service, just to make sure they get a seat for church. They have an 850-seat auditorium, a 200-seat overflow area, and they are filled to capacity in all of their services every Sunday. Now, you might be asking, well, what kind of services are they having? I'm glad you asked. In their services, they worship for an hour to an hour and a half before anybody preaches. It's a church where they have two-hour prayer meetings and worship services in the morning, at noon, and in the evening three times a week. And 20-somethings are lining up for two hours to get in. We have 20 minutes of worship and 40 minutes of preaching. Maybe we have it backwards. I'm just throwing it out there, amen. We have people heading for the doors instead of the altar when the preaching ends, amen. Maybe we have it backwards, amen. Some people never even make it out of the lobby. Visiting with their friends instead of worshiping and seeking the face of God. Hear me. I just want to declare something in this new year. I am not interested in Life Church being the coolest church in town. I'm not interested in being the coolest pastor in this city. Amen. I'm not interested in us sacrificing the work of the Holy Spirit in the name of seeker sensitivity. Amen. I'm not. See, we got to understand who we are. We got to define who we are. We got to be who we are. We cannot stop preaching about righteousness and holiness or sin because it is considered politically incorrect. I also believe we can be spiritually powerful without being spooky. And if we're being careful, we need to be careful about making sure we're not putting God in the box instead of the other way around. Amen. Can I just confess something to you as your pastor? I have been seeking direction for this year of 2022, even for sermons and for sermon series. I try to put a calendar together, a rough calendar. It's never exact at the end of the year to kind of lay out some sermon series ideas and some some message ideas. And I usually try to have that together by the end of December so we can plan and we can coordinate. Can I confess something to you right now? I keep coming up blank right now. And all I feel is that we need to get more focused on being in the presence of God and allowing him to demonstrate himself strong in our midst. Come on, somebody. I believe people want the supernatural anointing and the presence of God in their lives like never before. Amen. I believe there's a generation among us, and this is their prayer. Psalm 63 and verse 1. Oh, God. You are my God. I earnestly search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My 
whole body longs for you in this parched and weary land where there is no water. I have seen you in your sanctuary and gazed upon your power and glory. Your unfailing love is better than life itself. How I praise you. I will praise you as long as I live. Lifting up my hands to you in prayer. You satisfy me more than the richest feast. I will praise you with songs of joy. If that's anybody's prayer, why don't you give God a praise right now? Come on, hallelujah. The psalmist said, I earnestly search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you. How I praise you. Come on, do you want that? And how bad do you want that? How bad do you want a fresh anointing and a fresh move of God in your life? How bad do you want what Mike talked about in the Freedom Group when he said, they asked, Are you, do you want to be filled up? And he said, I want to be filled up. Yeah. See, I also believe that if we make room for the supernatural, we will see the supernatural. Hebrews 11 and 6 says that he rewards those who earnestly or diligently seek him. See, I want us to become earnest and diligent seekers, not just passive spectators, because God wants to pour out his spirit upon all flesh. See, mankind, we have many powerful innate drives within us. Things that we did not have to learn become naturally to us. The fear response is a natural response. The fight or flight mechanism, it's a natural unlearned behavior. Even the God-given desire and need to reproduce, God put that within us. We share many of these innate responses with every living creature, but the two greatest drives that are within us are hunger and thirst. Amen. So you can live for a while without shelter, without transportation. You can live without friends. You can even live without family. You can live without joy. You can live without happiness. It ain't going to be much of a life, but you can live without. But you cannot live without food and water. Ecclesiastes 6 and 7 reminds us that everyone's toil is for their mouth, yet their appetite is never satisfied. Never satisfied. See, from the time a newborn draws its first breath until we draw our last drink from life's cup, the need is never satisfied. My little granddaughter, Ava, who is about 16, 17 months old right now, her and Mason spent the night with us Friday night. And, and when she woke up Saturday morning, I went into the room and, uh, and I picked her up. And it was so, just so great picking them up when they're little. And the first thing she did, she just looked right past me and she pointed and she was pointing to the empty bottle. She woke up. Nobody had to tell her, oh, by the way, Ava, you need to get a drink. By the way, Ava, would you like some yogurt? By the way, would you like me to scramble you an egg? Would you like a cup of milk? No, it's built in. It's regular. How many of you wake up every morning and you would kind of like to eat something that day? I, you know, it's, I've got some really bad habits that I'm supporting. Food. 
coffee, shelter, amen. See, we've got these innate desires within us, and the Bible said they are never satisfied. You're always going to be hungry. You're always going to be thirsty. We are also hungry for other things. We're hungry for relationships. We're hungry for careers and success and money and many other pursuits of life. See, the question is not, are you hungry? The question is, what are you hungry for? You see, on the day of Pentecost, the disciples were waiting for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Jesus had told them to tarry or to wait until they were endued with power from on high. But hear me, folks, we don't have to tarry. We don't need to wait. We don't have to, uh, to have a days-long prayer meeting in hopes that he will show up because the Holy Spirit has already come. Hallelujah. See, we don't have to say, oh, God, send your spirit. He has sent his spirit. It would be the equivalent of us praying, oh, God, would you please send Jesus to die on the cross? We don't have to pray that anymore. He has already died on the cross. The spirit is here. The power is here. The anointing is here. We just need to tap in to what God is trying to do in our lives. See, Pentecost is an accomplished fact. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit is an accomplished fact. Signs, wonders, healings, deliverance, miracles, they are an accomplished fact. What we need to do is receive the promise of God in our lives. And that is what I want to ask each of you here today on this second Sunday of 2022. Are you ready to receive that promise and walk in that anointing this year? Amen. What is it that you're hungry for? Can you make room for a supernatural breakthrough in your life? What do you desire more than anything else in this world? How should you be pursuing God this next year? Matthew chapter 5 and verse 6 says, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Luke 12, 29 through 31 says, And don't be concerned about what to eat and what to drink. Don't worry about such things. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers all over the world, but your Father already knows what you need. Look what verse 31 says. Seek the kingdom of God above all else, and he will give you everything you need. You see, if we put his kingdom first then our kingdoms come in order and they come in alignment with his kingdom. And as we start out this new year, we need to set the tone. Come on. We need to set the tone for the church and for our own individual lives. We need to set the tone. Am I going to be a worshiper or a passive observer? Come on, we need to set the tone. Am I going to just wait and be fed every Sunday, or am I going to read the Word of God every day of my life and feed myself? Amen. We need to set the tone. Am I just going to talk about Jesus, or am I going to talk to Jesus this year? We need to set the tone. God, do I just want to hear about the Holy Spirit, or do I want to experience the Holy Spirit? Come on, somebody. We need to set the tone and decide what kind of believer and what kind of church we are going to be. 
as we start this year, my prayer for every church service comes from the words of the Apostle Paul, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 1, where he said, And I, brethren, when I came to you, I did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God. I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Amen. He said, I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom. But notice, in demonstration of the spirit and of power. Why? That your faith would not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Can I just say something right now? We got too many believers in too many churches that have put their confidence in the wisdom of men and not in the power of God. Come on, they've got a voice in the pulpit, but they don't have a voice of the Spirit as a witness in their own life. Come on, we need to fall back on our faces and feel and experience the power and presence of God for our lives. We can never allow powerful anointed preaching to be replaced with, as Paul said, eloquence or human wisdom. Hear me, preaching doesn't have to be loud to be powerful. It doesn't have to be ignorant or dumbed down to be anointed. Come on. But what we need more than fancy sermons and perfect worship sets by the band is a demonstration of the power of the Holy Spirit. Come on, that's what we need. Amen. Thank you, sis. What we need is the anointing of God to start breaking yokes off of people's lives. Amen. I want you to stand with me. I want the praise team to come. I told you we're going to shake some things up. I told the praise team in the band, I said, don't you wander off because I ain't preaching long today, amen. See, I believe the church can be spiritual without being weird and without being dry. I believe we can be relevant without compromising the gospel. I believe we can preach the truth without being mean-spirited and ugly, amen. I believe we can proclaim righteousness and holiness and purity without being egotistical and arrogant and pharisaical. I believe we must proclaim truth. Or we just need to close up the doors and quit calling ourselves a church. Amen? I believe we need to preach against sin and for righteousness. I believe we can preach and teach things that people need in every area of their life while still having a demonstration of the Holy Spirit. See, Paul could have tried to impress them with his knowledge because he was a smart guy. Paul was no dummy. But he didn't. He could have tried to wow them with his credentials, but he didn't. Instead, Paul said, I have come to you in weakness. And not with wise and persuasive words, but I've come to you with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. Hallelujah. Here are the words from Paul from other versions of the scripture. I love it. First Corinthians 2 and 4. He said in the New Century Version, I came with proof of the power that the Spirit gives. In the King James, he said, I came but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. In the New Living Translation, he said, I rely on the power of the Holy Spirit. Come on, church. 
Come on, body of Christ. Are we still relying on the power of the Holy Spirit? Come on, are we relying on other stuff, other trappings? See, we need that kind of power, that kind of demonstration in our church services and in our lives. Amen? In the New Century Version, Paul said, I came with proof of the power that the Spirit gives. King James Version, he said, I came with demonstration of the Spirit and the power. In the New Living Translation, he said, I came with a reliance on the power of the Holy Spirit. See, we need to expect God to show up if we show up hungry and thirsty. See, the thing that I desire when I say I want more of God is simply this. I long for the presence of God to be real and manifest in my life. I long for the presence of God to be real and tangible in this church. You know what I love about our church? I love it because so many new people say, as soon as I came, I felt welcomed. I felt loved. Amen. You ought to give yourself a hand for that. That's you. Amen. But can I tell you what I want to see added to that? I want to start hearing new people say, man, when I came in, I felt so loved and I felt so, it was so friendly and I felt overwhelmed by the power and the presence of God. I want to hear people say when the worship team started playing, I almost fell to my knees because the anointing was so strong. Come on, somebody. I want to start hearing people say, I couldn't wait for the preacher to shut up so I could run to the altar and so I could have the power of God made manifest fresh in my life. God, I want a new anointing. I want a fresh anointing. I want a renewal of your power. I want you to create in me a clean heart and renew within me a right spirit. I want a fresh baptism, God. I want signs and wonders and miracles. I want my family to be saved. I want my neighbors to be saved. See, I desire a conscious awareness of God moving in my life and in our church. I desire to hear God speaking and giving me revelation, insight, and praying with understanding. I desire God. And in those times, I'm asking God for revival and for him to release the wind of the Holy Spirit to blow fresh on us. See, revival really does begin in one person. It begins in one person. And then it can go throughout an entire church and throughout an entire community to the glory of God. But it always starts with one. One who will cry out. One who will respond in obedience. One who will wait upon the Lord. One who will make room for the supernatural. Have we forgotten what church is supposed to be about? This is a, this is a faith This is a supernatural experience. We're here worshiping a supernatural deity. And we've allowed it just to become something we check the box and we we do, sir. But I'm going to open this altar right now. And I want to know, is there one? Come on, bro. Yes. Is there one who will cry out? Come on, you. Come on, join him. Is there one who will say, I want more? Is there one who will say, God, I want you to be set free in my life? Is there one who will say, I'm going to make room for the supernatural? Come on, that's right. Is there one who will say, God, I want you to use me in the gifts of the Spirit? God, is there one who will say, I want to see my family saved. I want to see a fresh anointing break out on us. I want to see it, God. Come on, is there one? Would you come? Would you come? Would you come? God is. 
is fighting for. Come on, that's it, yes. God is on our side. God, I want it. I want he a fresh anointing. Yes. I want he a fresh anointing. Refresh your time. I'm a good time.
close this service, but here's what I want us to do. And this might help demonstrate too kind of where we need to go from where we are. Amen. I just want us to close by giving God a praise. Now, let me tell you what we're accustomed to. We're accustomed to about five seconds or 10 seconds, and then we're done. It's almost become a gratuitous habit. Come on. I'm not indicting anybody. Come on. I'm talking to, talking to myself too, right? We just kind of, we kind of got our way. We do things. But what would happen if we just gave Jesus 30 seconds of heartfelt praise? I mean, where you tune out, you tune out Charlotte, you tune out Jordan, you tune out the people next to you, and you just like, I mean, you just get your mind and say, God, I'm just going to focus on you for the next 30 seconds. I want you to know how much I love you, how much I worship you. Amen. Last night, I was watching a football game with my son-in-law, and man, when our team was doing good, we would jump up and yell. We were high-fiving. I mean, we had fun. It's nice to have somebody I can high-five with in a football game. Amen. And we were not even thinking about holding back or restraining our emotions. Amen. I just wonder if we could shift individually and corporately as a body to where when we feel the presence of God, we just let it out. Amen. So I'm going to ask you right now, why don't you join me right now? And for the next 30 seconds, could we give God heartfelt praise? Open your mouth, open your hearts. Just begin to tell God how much you love him, amen? Because when you do that, you're making room for God's supernatural presence. Come on, that's it all over this house right now. Come on, hallelujah. Praise team, band, you join us. Let's, let's say yes. Matter of fact, no music, no music. We, we let the music be our crutch sometimes. Come on, church. Come on, we don't need the music to prop us up. God is great and greatly to be praised. That's it, come on. Come on, that's it. Come on, can you feel it? Come on, can you feel that? Hallelujah, we bless you, Lord. That's it, we worship you, oh God. You are great and greatly to be praised. God, we are making room for you. We are making room for your presence, oh God. God, thank you for dying for my sins. Thank you for setting me free. Thank you for healing me, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Come on, that's it. Can you press on for 30 more seconds? Come on, can you keep pressing in? Come on, can you keep pressing in? Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. God, I give you praise. I give you glory. I give you glory. I give you glory. Hallelujah. 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 We honor you, Jesus. We honor you, Jesus. We honor you and praise you. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Come on, Life Church family. We need to get ready. We need to get ready for unusual church. Come on, we need to get ready for supernatural demonstration. Come on, we need to get ready to see what God's God's going to fill this house full of hungry hearts. Come on, people that want a divine manifestation of his presence in their lives. God, we're ready for it. We're ready for it.
God, we're fasting for it. We're praying for it. We seek your face for it, God. Yes. Woo, I feel the anointing in this room right now. Yes, God. Yes, God. If you need a healing in your body, raise your hands right now. Come on. We don't even have to lay hands on you. You you just proclaim it right now in Jesus' name. God, I receive my healing. In the mighty name of Jesus, come on. By your stripes, we are healed. Every person in this room that needs healing, God. God, let your healing power break forth. By your stripes, we are healed. By the precious blood of Jesus. Be healed in Jesus' name. Come on. Be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Woo. Let the glory cloud overshadow us, God. When you move, we'll move. <laughs> When you stop, we'll stop. When you stand still, we'll stand still. Yes, God, we want you to know we're ready. We're ready. We're hungry. We're thirsty. We're thirsty. We're thirsty. Oh, God, you're my God. Earnestly, I will search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you. In this parched and weary land where there's no one, I have seen you in your sanctuary. I've gazed upon your power and glory. Your unfailing love is better than life itself. How I praise you. I will praise you as long as I live, lifting up my hands to you in prayer. You satisfy me more than the richest feast. I will praise you with songs of joy. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we want you to know we're ready. We lay our agenda aside. And Lord, like no other year in the history of this church, God, we make room for you and you alone. I don't want to know anything except you, Christ among us nothing but you you and you alone because you are more than enough you are more than enough we are ready we're ready we're ready hallelujah why don't we clap our hands to the Lord right now come on thank you Jesus Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Does anybody have a war cry within them they can give to the Lord? Come on right now. Let me hear it. Woo! Hallelujah! Come on, that's it. Yes! Woo! Hallelujah! 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 We bless you, Jesus. We bless you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm ready for everything God has. Amen. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. Have an amazing day. Make room for the supernatural in your life. Amen.